Welcome to the Drivable Podcast. I'm Ali Akbarian and over there is Brad Williams. Today we're talking about this brand new fuel service app for people with disabilities with Victor and his son Simon to join us who are the ambassador and coordinators for the rollout in Australia. This fuel service app is already very successful in the UK and other parts of the world and putting petrol can be a time-consuming and difficult experience for someone in a wheelchair. Sometimes it's an old honk and wait for your fingers, uh, wait with fingers crossed, hoping someone will come and help you. Um, or sometimes it's just getting other people to help you and, and it's just a complicated part of the world. So we've got an app that looks like it's going to be a positive change for drivers in wheelchairs that they've been looking for. So Brad, are you ready to chat with Victor and Simon? Uh, yeah, look, they're both very passionate people. I can't wait to get this interview underway. Welcome to the Drive Table Podcast, where each episode you get to listen to two of Australia's leading professionals in the area of driving and community mobility for people with disabilities. In each episode, they interview drivers, carers, and industry experts and share the insider's guide to driving with a disability. Here are your hosts, Brad and Ollie. Hi everyone, I'm really excited to get into today's interview, but before we get started, we just wanted to do a quick shout out to our sponsors who make this show possible, Mobility Engineering and Williams OT. This show takes a lot of time and money to put together, and we just say thanks to our sponsors at the start of every show. Um, Today, we are talking with Victor. Victor is joining us. Victor, how are you today? I'm fine, thanks. Victor, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, but also why we're interviewing you today? What's something special that is going on for you uh, there in Geelong? Well, um, I'm, I'm here to talk about the fuel service app, which um, uh, due to an accident my son had uh, back in the beginning of COVID in uh, 2020, um, when we got him out of rehab, uh, fortunately, before the lockdown started in Melbourne, uh, he was in the, um, um, uh, after the Tal- Talbot, yes, the Royal Talbot. Mm-hmm. And we got him out of there. And um, so um, I then, we had to understand what was going on, of course, the family. And one time he visited us um, and down in Geelong, he lives in Bendigo. And we had to, uh, refuel his car and he was telling me about the problems he had and I thought wow so uh, I went just went what we do these days and uh, I um, googled and just before we go any further I think your son's (laughs) going to join us hopefully a little bit later on Um, but could you just tell us a little bit about his injuries so we can get a better understanding Yes, he's got a block out about uh, 10 acres outside of uh, North of Bendigo and he was about to build his house. He had a workshop on there and he was getting around on the property and he fell off a motorbike. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and uh, uh, it was a very serious injury and uh, he smashed his um, T1. So a spinal cord injury. So he he's, has, uh, yeah. he's and in a wheelchair. And with um, hand controls, is that right, afterwards? Well, not until much later. Okay. And then um, and then, what was the problems that he was having at the fuel station? <clears throat> well, it, it, there is a, a, a newspaper article about it, 
which was published not so long ago. And um, that's him there. We'll put a we'll put a link to that kind of stuff up in the notes. Yeah, as well. yeah I can I can send you that. Yeah. And <clears throat> no, he was said he was, of course, being very new to the whole world, his new world. He got he got out of the car, uh, you know, got into his wheelchair and went around to the pump and filled up the car. And um, this was quite not well. Need I say? And he, but one of the big problems he said he, he got too close to the pump. And he was breathing in fuel fumes and all that sort of stuff. So um, the, the short of it all is that I found a, um, an app through a, um, somebody sent me a, um, a video clip, which uh, I can send you, which was about what had happened in England, Europe, and subsequently Canada and America who had taken this on board. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is a no-brainer. I'm a retired engineer, aviation, and a military officer. I was a major and all that sort of thing. I've been around a lot and seen a lot of the world. And um, I sort of couldn't understand why something like this wasn't at least uh, being looked at or somebody um, had seen it. But nobody. And that's what I found out. It was a, what you call a dead spot. So I um, got in touch with a principal in the UK and, and he was quite helpful. And he sent me, he said he did try and get it in here in 2016, he said. I think that's right. And it, it didn't go anywhere. What does the app actually do before we go further? Well, the, the app enables you to manage your fuel supply on a, through your phone. And all you do is you... When you've downloaded the app and you've registered, you just go on there and you find the nearest fuel station near you. You send them an SMS and say, can I come and get fuel? What fuel do you want? And they just give you a response. Say yes or no, come in an hour or something like that. And then it's as simple as that. And then they, when you get there, you just tell them I'm at pump so-and-so with a message and they come out with the... Uh, the payment facilities and everything, fill your car up, wash your window as, like they used to. And, uh, well, that's just a bit of a joke. But anyway, they, I hope they do. And um, uh, you're done and dusted. That's it. So it it's an app where you can basically call an attendant out of the, out of the shop from behind the cash register to come yeah. out and put the petrol into your vehicle. Yeah, that's right. And, and organize the payment. And, and can you pay through the app or do you pay directly to the petrol station? No, you pay debt, pay by cash or just by uh, Q card, Q, you know, whatever, whatever you want to pay. Yep. Sounds pretty cool. By and, the normal um, means. By the normal does, means. Does the petrol station have to, does each individual petrol station have to sign up to it or does, is it? Yes, they do. Yep. Yes, they do. Okay. And I believe, Victor, that's been one of the hardest parts. You and I have had a bit of a chat about this before, uh, before coming on the podcast. I believe that's been one of the hardest elements here in Australia is, is getting it in front of petrol stations and getting them to sign up. Exactly. Um, so, because can I ask one question about that to help with that process as we have other people listening and we want to try and promote um, this app. It does sound pretty good. When, when in our podcast, we've tried to get people to sponsor it and they turn around and say, what's the benefit to me? 
Um, so what's the benefit to a fuel station um, if they're listening now to, to get into something like this? Well, you could say uh, regular customers, yep. but I don't think that's a valid uh, reason. The reason they go into it is uh, to help people. Yep. Now, what I was going to say was earlier on that Niall in England sent me the whole marketing package, presentations, uh, his record of contacts, which were minimal. There was, he tried Shell, Mobile Express or Shell, and got a knockback. And um, he'd uh, had a, a representative, and I won't go into it, but it didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So um, being retired and twiddling my thumbs, and uh, I have done sailability quite a bit. I used to do a lot because I'm a, a yachtsman. And uh, of course, I want to keep my hand in. And uh, I'd be down the yacht club there with a whole team of uh, a whole crew, and we had all the uh, disabled people coming down in wheelchairs, and not only in wheelchairs, just as they are, as you may know, there are many people. And I did that for about ten years, so I was quite familiar with, I think, with uh, the problem. And when it was landed on my doorstep with my son, um, you know, I was pretty fired up to say, "Well, this is so easy." And um, I went to all the main fuel suppliers because Niall in England gave me a list of people he tried to contact. And um, I managed to get into BP, who more or less told me to go away. I managed to get into uh, um, the um, Woolies um, people, and they said they weren't in control of it and it was Caltex, and I couldn't get a response from Caltex, and so it went on. But I'm just an individual, and I didn't try any corporate assistance. And um, I tried Ampol, and unfortunately, through a, quite a good link with uh, my son. It's a long story, I don't want to go into it, but uh, I've written a couple of books, right? And, and I've, I've created a, a network of family which from these stories I've written, and um, they are very um, active and responsive to to what to me and to what I've done for them and family. And they, one of them, uh, was quite influential in the electrical trade because my son is building a house, was trying to start building it, and so it went on. But this fellow had a contact in Middenthorpe, which is um, a big electrical company, and they have a. a um, a Super 8 car, right? And their sponsor was Mobile. So he put me on to Mobile mm -hmm. and uh, they ignored me. And then later on in the year, last year, he said, oh, which sponsors changed and we'll get you onto Ampol. So I went to the head of marketing in Ampol and uh, had a dialogue with him. And the end of that dialogue was, was, was um, they thought it was good enough as it is. Okay. Okay. Well, so that's a pretty well. <laughs> a shutdown. Shutdown. So I went to the. I said, "I can't hold. You are my prime target." Oh, sorry, Apco. You're in Geelong. So Very, that's a company. that's a small independent fuel chain. Is that right? And that's in that's the correct. Geelong area, really. That's no. about where they they are situated. Is that right? Or they, no, or no, they reach no, out no. from there? No, they're in New South Wales, southern New South Wales. Well, they got outlets all over Victoria. They're okay. very well known. What are they called? APCO. APCO? Yeah. 
Um, well, I can show you something on the phone here if you want to. But I'm not going to go into detail, but they're a family company based in Geelong, which in my travelling and working life, I've been in Geelong a couple of times and coming through, and I built, they built, we built a big hangar out at the airport as I was into 747s and that sort of stuff. And um, um, I knew them as as uh, been around a long time. So I managed to get into the marketing people into Apco, and it went from there. And they, we had a, a Zoom meeting with Niall in England with the board of Apco around about April last year, and they said. Um, we are a foundation-driven company and we will do this. And it took two, nearly 12 months, you know, to get where we are now, where they're all their 30 stations on throughout Victoria and southern New South Wales, you can get this service. Well, let's... Put, let's um, can you see that? Oh, it's a bit bright on the screen, but what we'll do is we'll put oh. links up. And what we've also got is we've got your son who's joining us now as well. Um, so he is That's just- a good segue. <laughs> he's uh, just uh, joining us now. His audio is coming on and, and so forth. G'day, Simon. Can you hear us? Uh, yes. Hello. How are you going? Hi. How are you? Thanks how very you much for joining us. Um, we ha yeah, we haven't met yet. I'm I'm Brad, and and here is Ellie, and I'm sure you know your dad there, Victor. <laughs> and um, yeah, yep, but yep. He, he's been talking about the process to get it into Apco, and and the the struggles that he had to to get it to the point of getting it into Apco, and that's where you join us. Um, yep. I've got a question for you straight away. Yep. What difference does the app make to your refueling? Uh, look, yeah, just basically takes the takes the stress off one having to get in and out of a vehicle. You know, mm -hmm. two extra two extra transfers. Um, um, whether it's cold, wet, whatever it is, or there's queues of people behind you. Unfortunately, Apco is one of the busiest surveys in the country because of their great pricing and obviously their whole business model is quite good. They've got great service and they're family orientated. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, look it, again, it's pretty looked. To me, it, it's more reducing the transfers. I'm days away from my 50th birthday and only two years into a spinal injury. So um, coming from a, very, a pretty physical background in terms of work, what I used to do, um, obviously wore quite a few joints out previously. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it is just I've, – I've just – yeah, look, it's, hap it's a real seamless, easy process to go through. Um, um, there's been a fair bit of scepticism from quite a few parties I've noticed with the previous groups, Victorian groups that I'm members with, um, you know, obviously quite a few cynical people thinking, well, we, we just want to be independent. Who cares anyway? But it's, to me, it's more, you know, yeah, the, the benefits are just, you know, it's, it's like chalk and cheese, um, in terms of having, you know, being able to organize fuel, um, obviously the locations in Victoria, even though there's 35 service stations, um, fully committed now is still a little, little bit limited if you're doing a lot of a lot of regional travel. So planning might be required, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's a yeah, terrific thing. And hats off to uh, the old man for um, putting on the boots and being project management ma uh, manager and organising this and getting it across the line. Do you yeah, find to... that you drive extra to get to the petrol station because of the service that this app provides? 
Would you? Uh, would you? Not. Yeah, not really for me because uh, I'm in Bendigo, regional Victoria. There's two APCOs okay. on both the major highways in and out of town. Um, and yeah, I, I I do plan it a bit, and then occasionally you've got to, you know, you you obviously uh, are nowhere near a service station or an APCO or a participant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it, it's pretty simple. You know, again, a little bit of extra planning. Um, you know, forward thinking. We're actually, and you know, they're other services i mean they even offer if you want anything out of the shop okay. usually the local ones do as well um um i'm on uh we're 100 off grid where i'm living here and so winter's been hell for us so we've been running a generator a fair bit and you know i even turn up there with two or three jerry cans in the back of my car and hit the button i open, you know opens up they're happy to fill them and load them back in there and strap them down and away we go yeah can i just quickly backtrack for a second just to catch up a little bit so just to clarify apco is um has signed up to this app is that correct the, that company yeah um, yes and and it's just apco currently in australia as the only um like network yeah that's right um, okay. I guess, I mean, yeah, they and, and how long have they been signed up to it uh well they started um a trial back in uh, uh may last year Okay, so Simon, you've been, I guess, mucking around with this, for lack of a better term, for about a year or so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that's I cool. Worry. I just wanted to um, just understand kind of what's happening on the ground because I missed that. Um, when you were saying that cynical people and some of that stuff, um, can I get a little bit more clarity? Is that coming from the industry of disabled people, that, that kind of cohort, and what kind of cynicism is there? Or is it more around what... Um, um, Victor was talking about in terms of fuel industry not being up and up up for it. What are we? Yeah. What are we? Uh, what, what kind of issues are we seeing on the ground? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was merely referring to uh, other um, spinal uh, patients, by the way, that 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 are that um, look. A lot of people, you know, do travel with carers and things like that. Obviously, people with higher level injuries. To me, I'm a T T11, T12 incomplete um but a lot there was a lot of skepticism as into as, as in around people saying well everything's been tried before nothing's going to happen this mm-hmm. is the early stages prior to yeah. our coming on board okay. um but then um yeah look, uh, the uptake had been relatively slow uh um obviously with anything new um everyone's yeah again skeptical about things and how it's going to behave and, yeah. and perform um okay. but yeah i just found it looked it's I'm a fairly positive person, <laughs> but you found a lot of negative um, in a lot of the meetings we had early on. Um, I'm sure Dad uh, will uh, concur with that as well. But yeah, he was mentioning that, that before. It's, it it yeah. looked like you said it can be a challenge. That that's why I brought that question up at the very beginning. Even with us, when we're trying to launch this podcast and trying to get sponsors and people to support, people generally say, "Well, what's in it for me?" Type vibe, you know. And and that's kind of yeah. what I was thinking. Is um is probably you're going to get fuel stations asking and and if you've got an answer around that it it, it will help a little bit. I just wanted to ask um some final little bits and pieces um because I am aware of the time as well. Um, how how can you explain a little bit about how it works in practice? So so um so for example, let's say you how much planning do you have to do? Like, is it if you're driving around? Can you go, is it like, let's say, if I'm driving, um, I go, oh, fuel lights come on. I can just pull in and 
um, within, you know, 30 seconds to a minute be filling up? Do you have to do a little bit more planning to get a communication from these guys back? Uh, you know, if you send a text, if you're just sitting at the front, do you expect instant response? How, how does it work kind of in practice? Yeah, so I'll uh, take that if you like, Dad. Um, yeah, the, basically uh, within the app of fuel service, once you've opened it, uh, selecting what type of fuel you generally would like, uh, premium, unleaded or diesel, for example, um, you ask for assistance. There's a prompt to ask for assistance. And usually you, and they, and there's a response that comes back. We are, we are checking with the local station um, and you will get a response within two minutes, for example. It's usually two or three minutes. Um, and they respond and they say, yes, no problem. Uh, please come within the next 30 minutes um, and let us know what pump you're at. Um, and then it's merely, I mean, obviously you're doing all this while you're not driving. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, once you uh, arrive at that said service station, um, if you can go straight to the pump, good and well, but obviously uh, the APCOs are quite busy. So you generally have to queue for a couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, li li literally letting them know what pump you're at and they usually come out and they're waiting by the time you actually hit that button anyway as well. Um, yeah, yeah. There's usually someone walking around the forecourt uh, yeah, looking for you. That's excellent. I mean, I'm, we uh, at Williams OT assist people with disabilities to drive all the time. And some of the feedback I get is that they have to wait until 11 o'clock at night to fill their car up because that's when they know that it's quiet enough and not be under mm -hmm. pressure to get the wheelchair out, take the time to fill it up, go into the shop, pay, come back out again um, and, and do their transfer back into the car. If yeah, they've got a fuel light on, then you have to manage that to be able to make sure that you, you get to an appropriate time or otherwise you're, uh, you're holding up the queue behind you. Is that, is that taken away a lot more now, Simon? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. It's, it's, it's literally, again, makes it simple. Um, the locals, like I'm in, so as I said, I'm in Bendigo Regional Victoria. Um, the they do have times that they offer the service. So, for example, if it's after six pm, uh, the Bendigo ones um, don't appear on the app. So, uh -huh. it's only the actual active, actively serviceable stations that actually do appear. Um, and it's similar, basically, a, a Google Maps type overlay. You can see where they are. Um, so that would be peak time for them. Is that right? Peak time yeah. for them. They haven't got an assistant to come out and, and yeah, put fuel um, into your car at that point. Peak time, but also staffing, staffing yeah. related. I think, you know, so for example, the ones here between six in the morning and 6 PM at night is actually quite busy all day. And they have upwards of sort of six to eight staff in the actual store because it's a cafe come full, you know, mini supermarket. Um, and there's spare bodies floating around. Um, but obviously in in city areas and more, uh, you know, high demand areas, obviously, and obviously as demand goes up, I suppose they may end up putting more, you know, having more people available for that side yeah. of things. Um, and, um, they, yeah, and the staff are always, you know, they, they literally cannot do more for you. They, they're, they're more than happy to actually yeah. come out and do this, yeah. I really, really like the idea of this. Look, we've interviewed people. The first person that actually comes to my mind is John Davey that, you yeah. know, drives around but can't get out of his car but loves driving around, you know, like, yeah. and so he can't refill. Um, he just can't. But but also the other thing is, is look at the picture in um, the background or my background and also Brad's background, swivel mm. seats. People want swivel seats because... I guess, for lack of a better term, getting in and out of the car can be a shit fight, you know, and, and having to do that twice just to fill up fuel 
Like, you know, um, it, it's just, it just seems ridiculous that you wouldn't have this uh, service. If I'll, that makes sense. I'll give you another story. Wheelchair accessible vans driving from wheelchair, power wheelchair driving from yeah. wheelchair and the ramp is at the back of the car. Yeah, how are you going to get out? Mm-hmm. And a car, and the yeah. you know long lines at the petrol station. The next car pulls up right behind you. They don't realise that there's a person actually going to need that ramp, the three meters behind, to be able to actually get out of the car to put fuel in their car and get around. So then, they they come at a time when hopefully there's nobody behind them, um, yeah. and and they have to struggle through all of that pro programming their their life around that type of scenario. So. For me, I, I'm really excited by this. And the first time I, I saw it and got in contact with you, Victor, I've, I've been behind this from day one. What can we do from the podcast or what can our listeners do to try to take this further? What, what help do you need from our listeners to be able to get this out? Like there's no APCO in South Australia. So we, we don't have this option. What can we do to get this further out and about around Australia? Well, it's, to my mind, it's pretty straightforward. You've got to get it out into your community. You've got to get everybody who wants to get fuel in your community on board. They've got to sign up and register. Now, that's a process which doesn't cost you anything. The app doesn't cost you anything. And then you've got to educate people that it works. I know from my experience more lately than ever, like Simon says, there's a lot of scepticism out there. And people have had, have had lots of disappointments, I think. And they say, well, I'm going to do it myself. But my reward is getting messages from people here and around who have been euphoric almost, saying, well, thanks, Vic. I've been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is get the word out in your community. I don't think I tried to get PQSA involved. They know what's going on. They say thanks very much every time I send them an update. You know how they are, don't you? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, I've tried Spinal Australia in Queensland. And uh, what's the one in Sydney? Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But And <laughs> I think you need a thousands of signatures at mm. the moment uh, I'm in touch and, and, and Nile in England can tell me how many people have signed up but when I started there was less than 300 right this was back in very early days of trying to get the word out with aqua putting an article in their spy magazine and trying to educate people going to their little meetings their Sioux meetings, and, um, and Simon joined in most of those. But it is just getting people on board, the people who need it. I think also I'd like to put a call out there to the community um, to maybe even call out and put pressure on the big fuel companies. Because the thing is, is that, as you said, they're, 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 the, what they're getting out of it is looking after their community. And they, they do have a big social responsibility there. And as a big fuel company who's making billions of dollars in profits every year, no matter how cheap oil prices get, they still seem to be making billions of dollars. Um, So I'm sure that they can, 
you know, pull the finger out a little bit and help some a, a part of the community. So I think it'd be good for the community to get out there and put that pressure on the fuel stations as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, because they're not going to listen to you. It's the bottom line. I've worked in a corporate industry. I used to work for Boeing at one time before I retired. <laughs> it's a pretty big organisation, and I do understand what drives, I, I believe I do, and um, often I think it's, you just can't get the message across. Person like me, I can't. But it's people like you as a community. Because one of the first things I said in the, uh, it was in an article in the Spire magazine of Aqua way back, I think it was February, April last year. And I wrote a little article for them and they published it. And the bottom line at the end said, what we need to get is 5,000 at least people bring their hand up to the oil companies and saying, we want this. That's what we need. And it still hasn't hit 5,000, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what I'm going to... I mean, how many people there, are there, you think? Yeah, I'm going to put it out there right now. If you're somebody with a disability and you think this is a great idea um, and you would like to see it in your area, um, or even if it's in your area and you advocate for it, I want you to say, yes, please in the show notes section, in the comments section for this podcast. It doesn't matter where you're listening to this, whether you're listening to this on SoundCloud or you're listening to it through the Instagram page or on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this, make sure you, in the notes at the bottom of this um, podcast, make sure you say, yes, please, me too, or something like that so we can create a bit of a groundswell and we might be able to use this to take it further to show the interest just from this podcast alone. And, and what I'm hearing is also download and register with the app as well. Is that right? Absolutely right. Yeah. Because forgive so me. We'll put a link up for the app as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So people can download and register it. And then yes. that way you get the numbers and they can see that, hey, there's actually people interested here. So yep. well, the, num- so- the numbers now, the numbers now are around about 3,000. Yeah. I checked after the trial of APCO. So it's growing. When the people find out what it does, they don't want anything else. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't matter where you are around Australia, if you're in South Australia where there is no APCO, um, make sure you register and and download the app and register yourself on there. Who knows? You might be able to travel to to Victoria and and feel feel yourself easier if you take (laughs) a road trip to Victoria or New South Wales. But look, let's let's get as many people onto this app as we possibly can. And people, the fuel companies will be able to see, look, all of these people are just waiting for, for fuel and to be able to use the app. And that'd be great. And if anyone has any other big ideas or has any contacts, please contact us and we'll put you in touch with Victor and the team and they can do something there. So that's pretty cool. I guess could be time to start winding up. Um, yeah, we've, we've just, gone over again. We always yeah, do. Yeah. Just, there's, there's, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Can I just no, add no. one more thing? Go for yes. it, Simon. Yeah, so as well as this, you know, we are all in a spinal sort of community at the moment, but this is not aimed at just para, you know, people with a spinal cord injury or in a wheelchair. It's anyone who has a mobility issue, whether yeah. they're aged, uh, for example, and also, you know, someone might go into hospital and have a hip replacement or something like that, um, and they're going to struggle getting out of a vehicle even if it's only temporary. Um, so that should hopefully give us, a, you know, an even greater number of participants who, again, it, it's just numbers on a page and that's what we need. Yeah. No, yep. that's, that's really good. So, yeah, um, I guess 
let's wind it up. But just before we ask you, we, we always ask a final question. Um, and we've had some great answers over the last podcast. But before we want to ask you that final question, we want to quickly acknowledge the sponsors who make this show possible. And um, they are Mobility Engineering and Williams OT. So we might see uh, who wants to, or maybe both of you can give us one. Um, so we've learned over this podcast that cars are more than just from getting from A to B. Is there a memory or a special thing that you've done in your car um, that you want to share with us? Um, so yeah, let us know what you think about that. Something cool that you might do or have done that no one knows about or let us know something different about the cars. Victor. Well, I, I think I'll defer to Simon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got one answer. Yep. Does that mean I've got two? Nah. <laughs> Look, uh, I just find that, you know, particularly again being very new to the spinal community but the, that day when i got my um uh license back mm -hmm. and being able to get in the car and go for a drive was just you know hand it was just an amazing thing and just gives you that one step close to being a bit more normal again i mean we are normal as we were saying but uh, you know but uh you you've got your independence back and mobility you don't need to rely on anyone so again all these things relate to obviously getting back to normal back mm -hmm. to work um, blah blah blah, and be or yeah, contributing to society. Um, and again, although it's you know fossil fuels and we're supposed to be going green for now, it's like it, that's not in my in my um, major concerns. It's more about just being able to be out and about and be independent again. Yeah, no, that's that's really that's good. Fantastic. That's a great way to sign off. And um, yeah, uh, we'll put some of the details of the app um, in our notes and all the links. So make sure we've got it, all of that stuff, and send it through to to us and we'll make sure it's all available for the listeners and yeah thanks very much uh huge thank you to victor and simon uh, i want to just quickly acknowledge um simon your impeccable bloody timing <laughs> coming onto the uh, podcast you you literally signed in as soon as we were ready to speak to you about the app so that was great great timing um we didn't have to do any up and down or editing around that so that's good um, and yep. yeah, so thanks very much, team. And we're going to cut out now and um, uh, review some three learnings and come back and do share that with the rest of the listeners as well after we say goodbye to you. Yeah, a massive thank you, Victor and Simon. And, and uh, yeah, make sure you stick around, everybody. We're going to do our top three takeaways. Thank you. All right, welcome back. A huge thank you to Simon and Victor for the last section. But in this section we bring you our expert analysis and our top three takeaways from the interview. This is where we provide our more than 30 years of joint experience in the industry, helping people with disabilities to drive and get out and about in the community in a safe and meaningful way. So our top three takeaways, the first one that we um, want to reflect on is how amazing and what the benefits are for the person with a disability. Ali, what, yeah. what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, look, I um, I thought this app is fantastic, and I think it is really kind of undervalued, or, or really, you know, it's it really needs to be out there more. Like I pointed out, um, to me, just the simple simple fact of removing two extra transfers in someone's day, um, when anybody who's been part of transfers, like I said in that interview, it is a shit fight, you know, like for lack of a better term, you know, you've got, you've got a whole bunch of stuff that you need to do in one transfer and just to fill up fuel. Like it seems pretty silly just to do that. So if this removes all of that, that's, that's amazing. It's, it's a no brainer. As we mentioned, not everyone transfers. Some people drive wheelchairs in and out of their van 
or other vehicle to be able to put fuel in their car. And, and sometimes that's just a headache as well. You're doing this all under pressure a lot of the time because the car's waiting behind you as well. And so you, you either do it under pressure and then there's a risk of a poor transfer or, a, or an issue happening, like someone pulling up behind your ramp if you're going in and out. Or without this app, you have to put your petrol in at some stupid o'clock hour or pay for a carer to do it or get a family member to do it, which is putting a burden on them. So the benefits of this app, to, to go back to the old-fashioned attendant-type scenario back like the 70s and 80s and and before that where intended would come out and put petrol in your car and and be a service station uh it's it's just amazing what benefit it does have to somebody with a disability i don't have one but look i and but i can zip in and out of a car with ease but i've seen people at petrol stations and i've spoken to our clients and it is one of the biggest headaches, even though they're freedom and, and got the independence and, and so forth with their license. This now is something that they have to deal with post license. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, that even, even these pictures in our backgrounds, the, mm. there's all these devices just to help that transfer. So once you're in the car, we, we've spoken to so many people in the car and they have all these great adventures. The one part that's not often talking talked about is that ugly part of the transfers. And that's, we want to minimize that interaction. So I really love that this can just, just the fact that it can remove two transfers out of your day of getting in and out of that car. Um, that's awesome. And, and I guess to try and get more um, traction around this app. And that was that next lesson we segue onto is um, get out there and register for the app. So we'll put some yeah. links wherever we can, but yeah. register and get those numbers up. So the fuel stations can go, Hey, there, there is people that want this. Um, you know, like we've said, People need convincing. These are big companies. They've got the money. They can do it. Um, they just need, you know, someone. It's like a big beast that needs to be kicked up the butt a little bit, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you've got a disability, we encourage you to download the app, even if you can't use it at the moment. Fingers crossed with this podcast and with everything else that's going on, it is coming. We hope. We, we hope that it gets a, a big roll on and, and comes around Australia. So, so when it does, you'll be ready to go, you'll be registered and you'll be one of the first using it in your local area. But it's already out there in Victoria. Make sure you download the app if you're in Victoria for the APCO service stations. A huge shout out to APCO for, for doing this uh, and getting the ball rolling. But uh, look, if you're in other states, let's, let's download the app. Let's show how many people are actually interested. Um, and also, like I said, in the actual interview, leave us comments in, in our show notes, in the comments section down below. Please do that so we can actually show this to the companies, the petrol companies, the politicians, the people that we're going to talk to post this, um, maybe even the Lloyd Walkers at, at NDIS, whoever we can try and get in contact with will be able to show your interest to them um, by showing the show notes and so forth. So a bit like a petition, get your name, um, onto the app, but also write your comments down below so we can we can use that as evidence of, of how important this might be. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's really cool. And then I guess on that note of um, the next bit of uh, lesson or, or next lesson, which is next bit of pressure, 
is talk to your local petrol stations and put pressure on those companies. Um, not necessarily in a negative way, but basically show them about the app and say, hey, look, if I had this, I wouldn't have to do this and look at the, the, the hell that I have to go through and getting in out of the car and so on. So it's about awareness. It's about, it's about um, you know, getting out there and, and getting people to know about it. And it's a, like we heard, this is a already very successful app that's operating in other countries in the world that have funding schemes and disabled people and so on and so forth. And it is something that will be out there like everything with NDIS. It all starts a bit slowly. So I guess you, you want to maybe even flag to those fuel stations. They don't want to be the last ones, you know, they don't want to be the ones trying to catch up. Um, so again, shout out to Abco to be the, to be the trailblazers. Um, you want to be part of those kind of first ones. So, so talk to them, show them, tell them your problems. Hey, have, have, when you download the app, have a look at England and have a look at America and look at how many petrol stations are actually available in that area. And then go and have a look at Victoria at the 30 petrol stations around Victoria. It's sparse, but we're really hoping that it'll get to UK levels really soon. UK will continue to, to advance and get more petrol stations on. We will be lagging behind because of the evolution of all of this, but let's see if we can make this happen and, and get the ball rolling. So please, Talk about it. Talk about it with the petrol uh, station attendants that you're going in there at 11 o'clock at night, putting petrol in, show them the app. Jesus would be really good. I have to wait till 11 o'clock at night to put petrol in my car. Talk about it. Maybe that person will take it back to their manager and their manager will take it further up. Who knows? Let's talk about it as much as we possibly can and see if we can get this ball rolling as quick and as big as we possibly can. That's it. That's, that sounds it. Really good. So, That's uh, it. So I guess as we wind up the episode, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Mobility Engineering and Williams OT for helping us bring you the interview with Victor and also the Simon um, from Fuel Saver app today. Williams OT driver assessment and rehab offers all the pieces of the puzzle to assist people with disabilities reach their driving and community mobility goals. And Mobility Engineering is a team of passionate and dedicated people focused on bringing Australia's largest range of suitable transport solutions for all walks of life. Oh, two really good companies for the Fuel Saver app. <laughs> very, very good. And um, yeah, as we say in every episode, the advice provided in this podcast in general is general in nature. So if you have any queries about what you can do and what will work for you, get in contact with your local OT or mobility dealer and set yourself up with a trial because trials really do put you into that driver's seat. So yeah, thanks, Brad. Yeah, no worries, Ali, and a huge thanks to Victor and Simon. And, and let's see if we can make this happen, everybody. We need you all on board to increase awareness about this app so it picks up momentum. Thanks for listening to the Drive Able podcast with Brad Williams and Ali Akbari. If you like what you've heard, make sure you like, rate, and subscribe. It really does make a massive difference. If you or anyone you know would like to share a story about driving with a disability, or you would like to get in contact, find the show notes, or find the resources mentioned in this episode, you can find us on Facebook. Just search at Drive Able Podcast for more information.